Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 41, 42, and 43 of The Great Hunt, Disagreements, Falma, and A Plan. Enjoy! All right, moving on to season two, episode 18, and this is our 42nd episode. So we'll only get a 42 once ever, because um, this is going to be it. I mean, we'll have 142, but there's only one true meaning of life episode. I guess this is it. Um, it also covers I, chapter towel. You brought your towel? Good. I got my towel, too. And then also, uh, we covered chapter 42 tonight. So it's kind of a double 42. You know, we got a lot of... A lot of meaning of life going on tonight because we might get uh, we might stop and just talk about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy the entire night instead of the uh, <laughs> at, at the same time. Thumbs up, everybody! One, yeah. two, go. And suddenly, uh, the bullet, the bullet, uh, it was the nuclear warheads became a giant sperm whale and started falling towards Earth. Yeah, and, <laughs> and came into and came into existence and thought, "Wow, what's this thing feeding my face? Oh, that must be wind. Oh, look, I got, I have a tail. Oh, look, a splat." <laughs> <laughs> and the whale was dead. <laughs> I love, I love that book. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, stuff going on. Patreons. Um, we have two new patrons. Um, we have Melissa. And Nathan, who is listening to us live, I think. Uh, yep. Yes. So, uh, two new patrons. Thank you, Shad. Yeah, the dude. Of- and did you hear the dude got cancer? <gasps> no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, Jeff- got cancer. Yeah, Jeff Bridges got cancer. I was really upset about it, but because not only is the dude, but he's also the captain of White Squall. So, um, many great roles. Many good. Fantastic. Jeff Bridges is a good guy. Um, but yeah, he. <laughs> He got diagnosed with, I can't remember what kind of cancer it was, but I, just, I saw it come through a news feed. I was like, oh, that sucks. But yeah, the dude does abide. As far as everything else is going on, we're really close to that 25,000 listeners, like only a couple hundred away now. Like I've said a couple of weeks now, like we're close. Like last week, as if we're close, and we had like 22,000. Now we're at 24,500 or 24,600, actually. We've had 2,000 since last week <laughs> so we should be there next week at twenty five thousand downloads followers on twitter um we're at 950 so we're getting close to a thousand it's, it's it's getting closer and closer every day more and more people are following us which is cool um merch merchandise there is a new link to merchandise in case you guys decided to favorite our link to merchandise i would recommend doing that just favorite the reads uh, dot com and the link for the merchandise is on there. It is updated. It does work. Also, our Discord, the link section, that works as well. So the merchandise there. The new merch for the floaties t-shirts is not up yet, but it's coming. I've been told. I, I, I think it is. I, I've been told that for a while now. But uh, As long as it's here for Christmas. Yeah, by, so- Christmas, by, by Christmas we'll definitely be here because the design's already there. So yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully it's there. Um, and as far as giveaways go – uh, Chris, you hinted to something, but you didn't really talk to me about it. So I don't know if you wanted to talk about it. Uh, you talk about this beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you about it beforehand. Um, we're going to have to do something off of the website. So once it's up and running, and we know it is, we'll do something off the website, and we will give it out for 
the Halloween, so our next episode. So figure out, okay. a, way to, figure out a way to give that out. <laughs> okay, we'll do. We'll give away some merch or next episode. Um, I'll, I'll, like maybe do mugs. Maybe we'll do one of those. Or are there any t-shirts out here? Yeah, the t-shirts are up. We have our logo t-shirts and we have the Team Pater t-shirt. Like Team Pater t-shirt. So yeah, they're pretty cool. Okay. t-shirt, or we'll do a frosted mug. Do a poll, figure out what the people want, and then we'll do okay. one of those two. Do a quick poll. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do a poll today, tonight on Twitter, and we'll see what the people what the people want, yeah. and, and we'll do a giveaway. Sounds good. <laughs> awesome. So that's about it. Oh, also, I want to give a shout out to the way the leaf. I have to do that because they let us use their audio clip. And if anybody listened to uh, the episode that dropped this morning, um, they know why. But uh, if you haven't <laughs> listened to last week's episode, please go listen to it. And they let me use an audio clip from them, and they gave us permission to use it in the future as well. So it might be spliced in randomly throughout our rest of our podcast. <laughs> hey, Let's give kudos to Alan. Uh, I actually listened to it right before we got on here to record, and he spliced it perfectly. Like, uh, I, I, so good job, man. That was awesome. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, as far as personal life goes, um, I just got back from the beach. Uh, I know Ian went to the beach last week. We kind of did like a high five and and switched on yeah. the road. Um, and he left, and I came. So, um, yeah, we spent the weekend at the beach. Um, it was a little cold the first day. The second day, we actually got you know, the water. My son's two and a half, so he just kind of ran the surf and ran away from waves. It was fun. Um, we still had a good time. Um, always good. We went to the, aqua- the aquarium on, uh, on, Man- on Manio. They have a really, really cool aquarium. I actually posted some pictures on Instagram. Yeah, they have a, the North Carolina Aquariums in Manio. It's actually a really nice aquarium, like with a giant shark tank and – yeah, have, cool like, sharks. Yeah, really, really cool sharks. And they have uh, like stingrays. And they, have, they actually have a, a rehabilitation center for sea turtles, which is really cool because they always have like a bunch of sea turtles in there that are actually being like – and you can actually go back into like the room where they're actually real big. They're not like in display for everyone. They're actually in like med bays and being worked on and, and fixed up. And then they release them back. So pretty cool. Um, awesome. So it's a, it's a cool cool little uh, – uh, Aquarium. Yeah. Uh, we had fun. How about you guys? Uh, I am in the countdown finishing up this job in Maryland, uh, which is really just me going in and sitting there watching time go by. Because, uh, you know, checking out, uh, I turn my computer in tomorrow. Uh, I've already had a lot of my network access stuff turned off. So there's not much for me to do. It's almost ridiculous that I'm here. Uh, but, you know, uh, hanging out, getting paid. Uh, and then this weekend I move into my apartment in Richmond and then I start the new job on Monday. So borderline freaking out about that, trying to, you know, connect the dots on everything, but it's all coming together. So yeah, pretty excited there and planning a a big holiday or Halloween weekend. Uh, I got my kids that weekend. We're going out to the river with a couple other families out there that have kids. We're planning for like the 10 and unders uh they're doing this like cornfield halloween extravaganza and some of the moms are putting that together and i'm taking all the older kids to the haunted ghost tour in williamsburg and doing dinner with them so uh crossing the t's down the eyes on that uh but everybody's super excited about that the kids are stoked for it and uh i'm, I'm excited to run around williamsburg in a hot dog costume 
It's going to take me back to my college days. Yeah. Um, so, about, yeah. So about the uh, the ghost tour, I should have to ask, but you are taking the college one, right? Like not the not the official ghost tour, but you're taking the one put on by students. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the good one. Yeah, because they'll 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 embellish it up a little bit, and and occasionally, I don't know how they'll do it with COVID, but um, we used to always go out there during the ghost tours when our friends were giving them, and and we would add to it, like you know, being on a roof and dumping water and flour on somebody or going behind the buildings and making ghost noise and freaking people out or jumping out of bushes, you know, it's spicing yeah. it up a little bit. Exactly. Cool, cool. That's interesting. I'd love to come and be a part of that. Not necessarily to have the flower <laughs> poured on me, but to watch it all happen, that would be great. <laughs> um, so I have spent the last week in Charlotte and I have discovered exactly how bad my cat allergies are. Um, I have spent over half the week with my left eye swollen, shut. <laughs> it's kind of gross. I hate to say it on air, but like get out of the shower the first night, lay down, my hair is wet, not paying any attention, roll over and my face is now wet. And I smell and I'm like, oh my God, the cat had marked my pillows. <laughs> oh, oh, so like all of that pheromone and everything up in my face all in my business and I like pink eye I feel like but it, I thought it was pink eye I got treated for pink eye still having this issue and then yesterday I left the house for the first time because I know I'm teaching digitally there's a weight room in this apartment complex I don't really have to leave for much except for food and I'm Grocery shopping and cooking, trying to get weight back off. Lost 10 pounds the last week and a half. So I got all my COVID weight back off. But anyway, left the house for the first time yesterday for longer than an hour. And my eye magically starts to heal. I come back in, go to sleep, and eyes puffy again the next morning. So I guess uh, I'm really, really allergic yeah. to cats. Mm. <laughs> The things we do for love. Good luck, brother. Yeah, I've already like we've well, already decided there'll be no cats in our household. So unless it's furless and lives in another part of the house, like the garage or outside. <laughs> uh, those hairless cats look weird. Don't don't get one. No, of those. I won't do it. That's why we won't have one. <laughs> yeah. You could get them cute little sweaters and dress them up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Evil. Just <laughs> exactly. So at the end of the day, it's like eh, I'm, I'm I'm leaving tomorrow morning early, so be casting and sleeping, and then hopefully I'll be back to full health by Friday. <laughs> well, you only have to drive with one eye for about an hour or two, and then the other one should open back yeah, up. That's the goal. And I'm gonna leave really early so <laughs> the sunlight won't kill me. So it'll be an adventure. Oh boy. Yeah, exactly. Well, good Thank luck. You. If I don't make, if you don't hear me next week, that means I didn't make it. <laughs> Everybody, pray for oh, me. Boy. So predictions, we'll jump right in there. Um, so a couple from last week, not a whole lot, but we had a few. And you guys can always add them if you guys remember one that I forgot. But um, the black one is definitely hunting just Rand or Matt. Um, because they went to the ways, no problems. Uh, Eve or Rand is going to save Gwen. You kind of said both ways. Those who think it's not Eve or Rand. Um, Leandrin is Black Aja. We said that again. 
I just want to reiterate that because I, I didn't bring it up last time. I should have. But um, yeah, yeah, you guys said that. Um, and then this is an old one that I threw in there um, that I don't know. I think Ian made this prediction like back in Eye of the World. And it hasn't come back up, but Rand is going to have to choose. Is going to have to choose between different powers. Oh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember exactly when it was oh, said, no, but <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Alan, on that prediction, uh, I don't know if you have better notes on that. Was that when I was talking about how he might choose to like learn from Biazelman? Yes, it was after a dream. Um, I don't yeah, remember which dream it was. But it was after a dream, and yeah, you're kind of well, going. They, it's when they kept harping on how the women couldn't actually teach him. The Aes Sedai, the female Aes Sedai couldn't teach him. Moraine can't teach him. And so we were just spitballing, well, how's he going to learn? Uh, you know, Chris put out there maybe Loghain. And like I was thinking, yeah, until he got emasculated. So, yeah. And, and when it comes up again, obviously. So I think that's still a possibility. Like, maybe he has to go down a dark path to learn what he needs to learn. Yeah. I agree with you. Who knows? Any other predictions that I missed that you guys can pick up from last time? Alan's a dark friend. Although you're a little less, you're a little less dark friendy because of your editing skills and uh, (laughs) your your borrow from the way of the leaf. That was, that made my day. Yeah. That tickled me. (laughs) Well, well, just you wait. Just you wait. Wait until you have to read the next chapters and stop. Um, <laughs> I'll be back in the yeah. dark, dark friend. We'll start with chapter 41, Disagreements. Um, and the icon is a dagger. I'm so, not quite sure the icon was a dagger. I don't think that was really necessary, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, a better pick of, of icons. I mean, yeah, we touched on the importance of the dagger a little bit, and we realized Rand's I, purpose, but yeah, maybe she just like in a picture I, of Matt. Yeah, Matt, Matt's there. <laughs> true, true. So, yeah. Um, so, um, it starts out, there's a storm on Toman Head. Uh, Rand is soaked through. Um, Hiran's looking for the trail, but it's found nothing. And spirits are really low. Like, morale is just at the rock bottom right now. So, let's start there. Let's start with this opening scene. Let's talk about it. I was just thinking about our, our lady Aes Sedai and how deep in thought she was. Want to know what she's contemplating, what mischief she has going on in her head. More of a question than a statement. Oh, yeah. Well, and remember, she's a brown, so it's like she's trying to connect the dots and obsesses over that uh, as things unfold, you know? So who knows what spider web of information is going on through her head. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I was going to point out, you know, we've we've covered some of uh, the female storyline just before this, but we got to remember what was happening in our party even before they came through the stone portal thingy. Uh, And Ingtar was already kind of pissed about them going this route and thinking it's stupid. And Ingtar is very committed to the mission of getting the horn. And he puts that above everything else and everybody else in this group. So he doesn't really care so much about the dagger. He doesn't care so much about their uh, prophecies and magic and this, that, and the other. Like he's just single-minded focus on the horn. And as far as that goes in his mind, I mean, they couldn't be any further from it at this point. Like, you know, just no way to even, I mean, how do you find a trail 
this much later. Like they would have to get super lucky for Huron to pick up on something, you know? So he's, there's, there's, it's not just that they're a little bit dejected. There's at least one person in here that's probably just flat out angry with how things have unfolded. I agree. And Heron makes a statement. He's like, sir, that's not the way. Because literally his only, like he said, his only focus was we need to get this horn and more or less for the glory is what it seems like. So you, when you say morale is low, you even yeah. have Heron, who is one of the most loyal people, contesting his commander. So that was a little bit of a shock for me on both sides. There's definitely some desperation uh, in the group. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, Rand thinks about drawing the power to make the storm stop. Um, and then he says, no, I shouldn't do that. But he asks Varen to do it. He's like, aren't you an Isodai? Can't you make the stop? She's like, I mean, I might be able to do, but if I drew that much power, it'd be a beacon. And the Shantan would know we were here. So I'm not going to. It's just rain. Deal with it. It's <laughs> easy for her to say she's not even impacted by it. She's so deep in thought. It's like, oh, my goodness, it is raining, isn't it? Oh, too bad. Deal with it. I believe in the show, her line is, um, I think it's Matt who who asked her directly, like, then why don't you? It'd be great if she turns around and says something to the effect of, well, I don't think I can handle this big of a storm, but I might have a little spell or two that prevents you from being a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. Everybody points at man goes, ooh, burn. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they come up with. So then we get to this village, and uh, the villagers are all terrified of the Shanshan. Um, there's like, obviously people have died everywhere. They learn, You learn more about Demane there, um, and that they just basically blow shit up and have been killing people all over the Almuth Plain. Anybody trying to resist? They did. That was quite disturbing to be honest with you. I was like, dang on, like they just don't care. <laughs> it, it's weird how they're moving across. Like they don't seem super riled up about it. It's like the Sean Chen just come through and they're like lazily talking to people like, are you with us or not? And the people that say yes are like they're like, cool. Now we got more people. And the people that say no, they're like, cool. And then they just kill them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like don't get riled up and they're like, all right, now we're moving on. Tell them we've heard about us. And then they just keep going. It's yeah. so weird. That, that's, that's the way they're conquering. Uh, they're just like, all right, cool. You're with us? You're, you're fine then. Uh, and then they're also trying to figure out why Fane had brought the horn there. Like They had this big argument about it. Why would Fane come here? And Rand's like, I don't know, but he's here. I need to go to him. <laughs> yeah, and then probably the most disturbing part is hearing you know, they ask him, hey, was Fane through here? And he was like, ah, not Fane. You know, that's a distinct smell, but not the Trollocs either. But whoever left, or whoever was, left a big stench. And this is the part where there's like, is this the one where there's like one specific spot in the middle of the village? That yeah, you can't go near? the big burn mark, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't talk about it. He yeah. wouldn't go near it. Just, many people died near the mill, I think it was. Yeah. Fighting on is it Tarpon yeah. Field? He says yeah. it's not Fane, it's not Trollocs either. And they're like, Yeah, Sean Chan did this then. Yeah. yeah. Um and this is where Ingtar mm-hmm. gets super impatient about finding the horn. Like he starts flipping out. Like he's like, I need to find the horn. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets really singularly minded on just like survival, let's move on. And he just like looks at you know, he's not worried about the people. He's like, Find food. If you find people, it's great. 
but let's set up camp and let's call it a day. Yeah. It was like literally this has been the most depressing chapter. Like there wasn't this big like there was not a whole lot of from uh big dramatization or anything. Yeah. It was super dramatic. It was just kind of really like low key, but every now and then you get like a spike of anger or a spike of hurt or like this big understanding of we have this new group of people who have only been around for a few chapters seriously, but they're already doing so much big damage and they're at the end of the book. So it's like, man, how much further are they going to go? How much more are we going to have to see? How much more are we going to have to put up with from these people? So. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like Jordan's really trying to milk this little period of you know, our, our group of heroes being lost and this desperation and hopelessness because I didn't bring up Inktar before to give him a hard time. In fact, at this point, I totally support him and what he thinks they should be doing. Like when they first came through, it's like they just randomly picked a direction and they're just meandering around. Like they're going to stumble into it. I mean, that makes no sense to me. Um, I, I would have almost right off the bat, used Huron and I'm like, all right, we're going to, you know, walk a grid. We're going to zigzag. We're going to up and down. We're going to do, you know, whatever we can to catch this trail again. Uh, so he's got a good idea. He's got a good game plan going forward. And, you know, you get a whiff of fame, you'll start right, heading right. towards the horn, the horn presumably and the, and the dagger and all that jazz. So yeah, that, that would be, I'm right there with you. That would be my train of thought too. Like, let's just get, business we wasted too much time already we literally lost months traveling or a month traveling i have to go find him now and Intar's like well dark friends lie all the time so how do you know to tell the truth yeah and then we really didn't get like a definitive answer he's just like i know i know these things this is what we have to do and it's like this chapter could have been named choices (laughs) (laughs) or decisions could they all <laughs> like i wrote that in my notes i'm like this would be the one that i would have named choices because he really gave them a choice like either keep going with me or don't but this is the direction that i'm choosing so deal with it isn't it kind of funny a little bit uh or maybe ironic i don't know what the right term is here but so up until this point, from the very beginning of Eye of the World, Rand doesn't trust the Aes Sedai for nothing. Every time they say something, even if he's like, oh, that kind of makes sense, you get this like internal monologue of him like, I, F them Aes Sedai, I don't like them, can't trust them as soon as I can get away, blah, blah, blah. But then we have some dark friends playing telephone here. Fane tells Barthanis, that tells Scooby-Doo, that tells Rand that I heard a whisper of something that Fane said, and Rand's like, that's the God's honest truth. That's the gospel. Every bit of it's true. Like, he doesn't doubt any of it. <laughs> and So I guess his friends are right to kind of look at him like, hey, man, let's... maybe it's not 100% <laughs> what he said, but it Rand Yeah, you're right. Maybe this is a big distraction to get him away from the bigger issue. Never thought about that, actually. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving me a reason mm-hmm. to put my floaties on. Yeah, right. Well, I don't, I don't think I'll get that deep in any of these chapters, but we'll, you know, <laughs> we might tiptoe. Yeah, you'll probably it'll be like a little bit 
uh, deeper than we are tall, but you can bob. You don't really need the floats. You could just kind of tip your tail <laughs> and bob up, and you'll be fine. There you go. So, yeah. So, um, you know, Varen at this point tells Rand that he needs to make his own choice, but to be careful about it pretty much that, you know, hey, you know, it's up to you. You're making the cho- You're calling the shots, but just think it through. Uh, and this point is when Uno comes back in saying that there's no villagers. Everyone fled. And Rand's like, okay, well, we go find a bed and go to sleep. I said he regrets it almost instantly. I regrets it almost instantly, yeah. Yeah, he's like, nice to have a yeah, this time he doesn't even, yeah, but this time he doesn't even really go to sleep, does he? It's like he's about to and then... Yeah, it's, it's weird how this happens, like whether or not he actually is asleep or he's actually like it, there. But he does wake up at the end, I think. So, so he does, he yeah. Asleep. but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely stranger. Yeah. And starts talking about more loose there and crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love it when Rand go ahead, goes ahead and accepts the fact that he's, he's there and like we're born and he all of a sudden comes upon himself and has all of this ultimate power and he's the shit. Like it'd be really nice for him to go ahead and just do what he needs to do. I don't know what the is is, but there's something that he just needs to do to unlock all of his memories and become the guy that the Azamon wants him to be. That would be nice. Okay. So you want him to become evil? Whatever that implies, you know, just become okay. Then we can have okay. a real fight. We can have a real battle. Yeah. Well, maybe. sure sure um yeah like i said he starts going off all this uh loose there and stuff finally rand just like what do you want (laughs) he just stops like what do you actually want and he goes into his whole entire spiel about how what i want is the wheel to be broken i want time to stop and us to be victorious the dark to be victorious and me to be the ruler of everything rand's had enough of it so he power he powers up Throws a bunch of stuff at Balzaman, but the power just vanishes into the shadow. Doesn't do anything. Um, but then he starts drawing more and more of the power to the point where he's about to burn himself out. And and then he thinks of Matt and his friends and then releases the power. Well, you know, I think it's more or less like Balzaman triggers like that. Like, yo, you're, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to kill yourself early. You're going to go ahead and do it for me. Like He taunts him as if he didn't really want to burn himself out. So I really want to know what his what his real desire is for uh, for Rand, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes he, and he'll talk about how, like, if he's alive and serves him, that's good. But even if he dies, like, you know, he controls the grave now or something, so it'd be just as well. He'll still serve him when he's dead. And I'm like, well, if it doesn't matter, then just freaking kill him and use him that way, like... But but to your question, like, what is his real intentions for Rand, and and why? Like, what? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel you on that. I mean, if he can do everything that he's done already, he can go ahead and just let him die. He can kill him. Like, he burns the chair. He like kills the rats. He he has all of this power. Why doesn't he go ahead and just handle the business from the other side? Like yeah. for me, if I if I could reach through mm-hmm. the ether well, and burn a chair, why not just burn his eyes out or something? Well, maybe he's working towards that. Maybe he just needs a little bit more reach into this, into this world, if you will, and maybe he'll try it soon. Maybe, but this point, this is when Balzaman says, "You know, hey, he can set Rand free and teach him 
how to use everything. If you just surf him, since you surfed me before, Lou Theron, uh, you can surf me again. That's really and, all about. He needs him so bad for some reason. So I can teach you all these things. You know, you'll be powerful, have all the power in the world. And, you know, I think that the, what he says, your options are, you know, death eternal or life eternal. With me, it's life eternal. With You know, if you don't choose me, it's death eternal because we'll win and then you'll just be dead forever. Going back to that prediction I made, all right, so Bazelman, despite what he's saying, needs Rand for what reason we're not entirely certain now, but Rand could also really use him as a teacher. You know, if there was a way for Rand to actually learn from him without going full on dark side, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if there's a way he can do that, but. Knowing how tied he is to his friends from Edmondsfield and how committed he is to Egwene, like, you know, if he gets put in a situation where, like, his his only opportunity, his only way of saving Egwene is to team up with Beazelman. Like, I could see him making mm-hmm. that decision because, well, he is stubborn about some things. Uh, he is weak for certain things, and he's, he's pretty weak when it comes to um, – his friends and especially Egwene. So I don't know, maybe they came up. And it kind of ends with Rand, you know, he says something loose there again. And he says, my name's not loose there. And it's Randolph Thor and Bosmont's gone. Rand wakes up and the chair in his room still smoldering like on fire. Still smoking a little bit. If I were the Azamon and I really wanted him dead, I just couldn't use that power on him and call it a day. So either he can't or he don't, he won't. God, it was a really filler chapter. I mean, there's the continual denial of I'm not the dragon. And then there's the statement, yeah. the grave is cold and lonely. Like, Beelzeman is supposed to be like the ruler of the grave, but he always gets that warning, like the grave is cold and lonely. Why does he continuously give that warning if he, if he wants Rand to just like give in in one way or the other, he can control him. And then Rand continuously denies the fact that he's the dragon reborn. So it's like, you know, what, why do we keep going in the circle? What's the deal? Like, is the time really coming close for Rand to accept the fact that he's loose Theron? Or are we going to find out that the yeah, Alzheimer's been wrong this whole time and it's not really Rand? Maybe it is somebody else. Maybe we've been following a rabbit trail that Jordan's going to decide to derail at some point. I know he's not, but... I'm like, hold on, Jordan. Let's let's get to the point. <laughs> All right. Thoughts for you, Ian? Oh, man, Chris Chris has got me messed up now. Like, what if one of these other false dragons are talking about is the actual dragon? And Rand actually turns into the nemesis and becomes the dark one that the other dragon mm. has to defeat. How, that would how crazy would that be? Series. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like the whole time he sl- he slips to the dark side, and the whole time, like you're waiting for. All right, clearly he's our hero. He's going to come back, right? And then in the end, somebody else dices him up, and you're like, "Oh shit, no, he was the bad guy." <laughs> I would, I would appreciate. Okay. That. Yeah, that's a stretch. I yeah, I'm not. I'm not predicting that, but that would be. I guess from where we're saying, possibility. And in my Shyamalan type twist, where it's a twist and not a twist. I would yeah. believe the more friend of Martin. Right, right. 
Yeah. Uh, but even good. Martin became predictable at the end. We all knew Arya was going to do the deed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, moving on to chapter 42. Falma, or Falme, or Falma, Fal- Flame, Falm. Found out. The, the audiobook's pronounced in several different ways, and I think the guide says Falma. So I'm going to say Falma. We leave it to you to know how to pronounce it. We just mix stuff up as we go along. And then other people correct us. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically... It's like when I say Demane, or Demane, or Demana, or Demane, but Demane? But, <laughs> Domino? <laughs> Domino? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a Porsche. It's a Fama. Okay, there you go. Um, all right. And the icon is the Sean Chan helmet. Well, obviously... Because we're at Falma. What do you guys think? I mean, the title is just a tap, uh, is the is the city name, so it's not much to think about. But well, I know Sean S E A N is the same as Ian. Where he went over this, so I I think I probably am Sean Chan, and this is chapter forty two, the meaning of life. So Ian is I am I am the meaning of life. Yeah. Shit. That just answers all the questions. It's so so. Well, it, I know I, I know who I'm voting for now. I'm going to write myself in. How about that? Is that actually a thing? By the way, one of my friends said he wrote himself in on the ballot. Oh, uh, you! I, I don't think every state has it. No, every state. I don't think it's allowed you, everywhere. You can write for a write-in. Yeah, I think I think you can. It's just that don't, uh, there's been very few uh, local elections. People have won write-in campaigns. Never on the national level. Yeah. You won't even get 1% if, yeah. if you got all your friends to vote you. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're going for like city council or some of that or like our, our whatever county supervisor or something like that. Um, yeah. You might be able to get a writing campaign going, but I'll vote, sure. I'll vote for me. Ooh, that's two. I'm at two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alan? What? I already voted. I already voted. So sorry. That's really was. I know Jimmy goes. What? <laughs> what do you want from me? I'm not voting for you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, chapter 42. <laughs> All right. Let me just go ahead and start the infinite and probability drive, and we'll jump right into this. Um, so, Nynaeve is in Falma. Um, she's sneaking around to avoid any of the dominant, um, and she's sickened by them, just completely uh, disgusted. And also, so we start there. So, let's start with this opening scene where they're kind of sneaking around. So they're sneaking around, and Nynaeve is being her normal self. She's being a boss, and she's being a hypocrite because mm-hmm. we have well, yeah, 
poor Elaine that just wants some food and wants to help her girl out. <laughs> Scolded for a big time. Like, that's what stuck out of my mind. I'm like, really? You get all the way from Edmondsville and you still want to be the wisdom. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. But before, before the whole food scene, Nadine does spot someone she thinks and she dismisses it because she's like, there's no way it's she that person. She saw a bony man. Mm-hmm. And she says, is that Patton Fane? And he seems yeah. to have like teamed up with the Damane. No, oh, Sean Chen, yeah. Or Sean Chen, sorry. Wrong word, Sean Chen. So he seems yeah. to have seen it with the Sean Chan. And she does simply dismiss it because she's like, there's no way this could be the case all the way out here. And why would anybody want to like team up with him? So, but I think we yeah. got our first clue is where our boy Rand is definitely in his right mind for being in his wrong mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and you could tell he's mixed up with him because he has a Sean Chan servant following him around. Yeah. Well, we are, and a servant of high degree. Where do you think with there because he gave the horn to Turok? But we weren't quite sure whether or not he was teaming up or just had some other motive and he was going to leave it be. So sure, definitely lying in bed, as they say, with this group of people. We, yep. And so we know Rand's walking into a huge trap. And then the next scene, uh, Elaine's like, uh, got to leave pretty quick quickly because that that guy over there at the cart the apples he's counting his apples and um uh i might have one so upset about it <laughs> she um, just like, you really use your magic for that and it's like well buy it and do we really have the money to be buying things because you seem to have not been hungry the last few times we've had a meal so but as this scene unfolds she's like she's yelling at her and pointing her finger at her and then she reaches out and grabs the apple and bites it and starts eating and with apple flying out of her mouth is still like I can't believe you did this why would you <laughs> that's exactly how it's all in my mind too so, I'm so disappointed in you I'm so angry with you <laughs> yeah, and, and Elaine throws it right back at her saying you know like you've been using the power too like right in front of them like he tried to get a collar off, um, and they had to hide for days after that. Just that, that they have a very strong grip on the, on these people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've weaponized I said I. That's that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what can you do against it? Even even naive with with her powers. Shoot, even if you had like three or four I said I there against. All of these, do we call them dominate the ones that are the, the chained ones, up? Yeah, at least once. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, they, they you know, four or five. I said I wouldn't be able to stand up against them. We find out at least two couldn't. They're also so, riding yeah. out some type of beast. I forget exactly the description off the top of my head, but it sounds like they're riding a formidable animal. Yeah, so they they, they are riding these crazy animals too. Um, not just the. The frogs, the, the frog, three eyes, yeah, the frog things. Um, so, do we know have this group really come frogs. from another island, or do they come from like another world? They came from across the ocean. But are we sure? That's what they say. I, I'm I'm really wondering now because they get all these <laughs> weird things, and they they do different stuff. 
like they, they don't seem of this world so like i'm wondering whether or not they really came from across the ocean or if they didn't travel through like a, a waypoint or something to to get here and or through the stones or whatever maybe they're not yeah really through the stones world but from another world they're coming to take that, over that, it's just weirder and weirder the more we read it i just want to point that out it's it's a really big ocean apparently that no one's ever been able to sail across. So, but they brought whole armies across, right? Cool. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. My prediction yeah. is, is they're not from across the ocean at all. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write that one down. All right. Uh, so, and they're looking for men in Egwene, Nadeve, and and Elaine are, and they're still trying to figure out how to open up the collar. Um, and that's kind of how we end this point of view is she's saying, well, I'll try in a few more days again. I think I was figured out how to open the collar with the power. But yeah, final thoughts about the Nynaeve's point of view before we switch to the, the bigger point of view for this chapter. She's just a big bully again. Yeah, but I am very excited to see what she does. Like, if not in the end of this book, like just moving forward. I'm starting to root for her kind of like I did for Rand towards the end of Eye of the World. Like, you know there's great power within her. And you've seen glimpses of it, but you know she can do so much more. And, like, the table's being set. Like, she has one of her close friends that's in these chains now. Uh, She has all the motivation she needs to just totally unleash and kick butt and take names. So I... Even even though, like, you know, I could see her kind of bullying Elaine and being a little hypocritical and everything, in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, like, God, when this finally comes to head, like, this, Nynaeve has the potential of just... Doing some amazing things. I agree with you on that point. Yeah. I do not disagree. Yeah, yeah. So. so now we switch point of view. So now we are with Egwene, and she's looking down the garden. Uh, she keeps trying to keep an eye on Rena because when she's um, away, at least she can kind of do her own thing, but you give a description of the room. It's not much. They kind of treat them like animals, uh, the Damane. Um, and you learn about more about the power of this collar, all the different things you can and cannot do with it, especially when mint comes. So, so yeah, so these next couple of pages are just devoted to talking about the limitations of what they can do wearing the collar, like how it all works. Yeah, and so the answers that uh, Jordan did a good job. He, he answered questions that I was already starting to have. You know, if she was left alone, is there something she could do? We know she can't channel the power when uh, the person, the, the soul dam is, is holding the bracelet or wearing the bracelet. But, you know, could she, if she was left by herself or was able to get away by herself? But apparently not. If you try to channel at all without the soul dam wearing the bracelet and allowing it to happen, then you would feel sick. And the more you, the more you channel, the, the sicker you got. So... Just kind of adds to the frustration, you know, as the reader, I'm trying to think about what can Egwene do to get out of this, and it doesn't seem like Egwene could do anything. It, it's got to be someone else intervening and figuring this out on her behalf. Any thoughts, Chris, about all the limitations? I mean, it talks about she can't move the bracelet, um, even on a peg, just sitting there. She can't, she can't really channel much, even if she tries to channel a tiny little bit, still makes her sick. And then they know everything too. Like if you try to do a thing, and then when Min comes in, it goes even more about it. Like if you try to use anything as a weapon, it, it just your hand cramps up. You can't even touch it. So, yeah, I just it. Ian really hit it on the head. Like he really did talk about 
exactly what my thoughts were. So it seemed like all there was only a tiny prick of the power, like the merest shot that she could imagine. But so like she was reaching for it, but she really couldn't grasp it. Like she could, she knew it was there. She could feel it, but she couldn't really tap into it. And when she did, like you said, she became sicker and sicker. And it's like there was a lighting a candle beyond the reach of her arm would have made Egwene vomit. So quite literally, she didn't have any control of her own self, which really sucks. I mean, it just goes to show that they treated them worse than animals because the animals at least had have a little bit of rain of, of their facilities and everything. But she really didn't have any control whatsoever at all. I also I also didn't realize Renna was a guy. So Renna's girl. I thought Renna was a girl. Renna's girl. No, because it says once Renna had ordered her, being a Gwen, to juggle her tiny balls of light. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming Gwen's a girl. So I'm assuming Renna must have been Renna's tiny balls. That... Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh... <laughs> but I mean, oh, maybe it's like hermaphrodite or something. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know much about this culture yet. We're still learning. Yeah, still, still, learning, still learning about these balls of light. Yeah, and it made Egwene shudder. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> oh, God, tiny balls are juggling. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and Egwene's thinking about giving up at this point. Like, she's kind of done. And that's when, you know, men's like, wait, well, don't kill yourself. She's like, I can't even try. Like, that's when it's just like, um, well, she even made a statement and, about like it's being worse than being a chain dog because a chain a chain dog has the potential of getting away some way or another, but she is completely mm-hmm. bound and has no opportunity whatsoever at all. Yeah, they found it. You found also Gwen has a talent for fighting ore, which is super valid, valuable uh, to them because it's really rare, a rare talent. So Derek definitely don't want to let Gwen go, and they want to take her across the ocean, and she's leaving in a few days. Across the air quotes ocean. Yeah, as Chris would say, the ocean. Yeah. Air quotes, air quotes. And also we find out here that Aes Sedai are called as well. That's what we learned about the two Aes Sedai that came in. Uh, we know at least one of them. Uh, her name was Rima. Um, but she has a new name now because apparently she was just not, not a very good Devane. So they renamed her a name because that's one of the punishments she can get. Yeah, and, and Egwene tries to keep on saying her name just to to honor her as nice to die. I find it interesting that Min keeps bringing up the fact that everybody has a um, has a place in the when it comes to the the pattern that is being woven, and she still holds true to that whole "Hey, keep it together." Um, you know, you have got this big message around you that I can see you're going to be destined for great things type mentality, but here. The only thing we can see that Egwene has a talent for is picking out the difference in iron versus brass. And it's like, you know, that, that's that's what I'm going to be used for. That's or um, iron versus copper, excuse me. It's like, that's, that's my only importance. That's really what I'm going to be used for. And then, of course, like you said, you bring up Rena and um, it's like she knows everything that's going on. She knows when I'm using the power. She knows when I'm not. Like you can tell that Egwene is really slipping and almost fearful. So I kind of actually feel bad for right. her. And of course, the Aes Sedai that have been captured as well. Like it's pitiful. Yeah. 
And yeah, that, at the very end of the chapter, that's when when Rena comes back in and says, "Oh man, you're here. Uh, well, we'll still train on visiting days." And as soon as she puts the the, the bracelet on, she realizes she's like, "Oh, you've been training on mission." Well, I, I didn't think I have to do this, but I really had a pet cat, and his name was Tuli, and I really love the cat. So you're Tuli now. Uh, you're you're no longer Gwen. You're 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 little Tuli. And uh, man, you can leave now. And as men leaves, uh, Gwen starts to get beat. That's but the end of the chapter. Before that, Min does mention the fact that she's found a ship. So she does mm-hmm. give Egwene a little bit of hope. I don't know what good it does, but there is a little bit of hope yeah. there. Egwene the says she, that, that men should go without her. She does. Just, so she's like, yeah. I'll take you with me. So let's let's hope and pray. Yeah. And Min kind of reinsures her saying, I've seen images about you linking you to other people. So... I, I can't believe that you're actually leaving because yeah. her visions always come through. <laughs> yeah, but the the way the um, their captors are treating Egwene, uh, you know, I mentioned this before. There's there's only but but so much um, you can withstand when you're in a position like that, and it it's not always just physical beatings that breaks a person. You know, first Egwene was allowed to keep her name, but I doubt that was ever the plan. Um, I'm sure Rena was waiting for an opportunity for Egwene to make a mistake so she could take it from her and rub it in her face that it's her fault. Um, and that and that would just break yeah, that would break Egwene down even more. So like moving forward, she wouldn't even consider doing the slightest thing, you know, because she would just be afraid that it's not just about getting beat. She would have things taken from her and mm-hmm. uh, I get that men's trying to give her hope, but that's not where Gwen's at right now. She is beyond hopeless. There's absolutely nothing she as an individual could do right now other than serve. Right. Reminds me of good old Reek from Game of Thrones. Yeah. I didn't think about that connection. But yeah, Reek. Yep. You, you want to be pissed at him, but at the same time, you're like, <laughs> what was he supposed to do? Yeah. Kind of this desperate situation. What is Egwene? If they don't get Egwene out of there soon, what is she going to become? What is she going to do? Like, is she really going to be this awesome potential like seat at the red, or, or is she just going to be like useless? Is she going to marry Rand, or is she going to end up being somebody's pet? Well, she's she's going to be a minor, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it uh, for you guys. I think we can move on to the next chapter. All right, moving on to chapter 43, A Plan. Now, you guys, I know if you listened to the last episode, I said we're only doing two chapters this episode, but we decided to switch things around, and we're doing three. So you're welcome. Yay. (laughs) So chapter 43, A Plan, and the icon is the Adam. Adam is the leash thingy, collar. Adam, Adam, Adam. Looks like Adam, but it's an A. I was going to say the same thing. It looks like it's spelled like Adam. It is spelled like Adam, but it has an apostrophe. It makes it Adam. And Adam or Adam. Anyway, so yeah, we get men point of view. So this is all from men. So it starts out right where we left off, where she's leaving and she hears a Gwen screams and she just starts running because there's nothing she can do really. And as she runs out of the house, she hears someone call her name. And you get this whole scene. She scans around the crowd, the crowd, and goes past them. That comes back and sees not even a Elaine. Well, we got to back up. 
we got to back up just a little bit. If all this torture of Egwene wasn't enough, uh, men's wearing a dress. Yeah, skirts. Yeah, plural. And she has to run in skirts. Yeah, or men. This this is what, as a reader, this is this is what broke me. I just, I don't know how you overcome these people putting skirts on girls. It's messed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you went there first. I was like, okay, so our tomboy is now wearing skirts. I did very underline dagger. <laughs> She's really yeah. assimilated very well. She's a good chameleon. I'll say that much about her. She is a survivalist 100. Okay, so Delusions just made a new challenge, which, by the way, I've seen Ian do this, so this is not really a good challenge, Delusions. Sorry, he's done it. Um, so her new I've challenge. competed in drag balls. Yeah, I'm not... yeah, yeah. yeah. Ian's, Ian has competed in drag balls, but yeah, delicious <laughs> challenge was for you to to get in a dress and heels and run. I was like, seen him done it many times. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him do a keg toss in a dress and heels. So oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had very strong five, five, seventeen heels that I yeah. did to them. And I, yeah, I'm 185 pounds. Like I, I'm very short and stout. I've got that low center of gravity. It's it's kind of easy for me. It's almost cheating. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. God, so. my looks good in a mini skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have pictures from that? Spandex. All spandex. <laughs> you, you might need to post some of the pictures from those parties back in the day. Um, so those were you, pre like. That was pre social social media. So we actually have like. Pictures somewhere. I don't know. They were pictures. They might have still been from like disposable camera time. Cameras. We have a couple of those yeah. at a party and two months later develop them and go, oh shit, I forgot I did that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're in digital format at all. So no. let's go back to boxes to find those. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll dig through some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we might be able to find those pictures. <laughs> we'll post them on Instagram if you find them. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> To do some digging, so yeah. So, well, now I regret bringing that up. Let's get back to ninety-eight. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So they get they see ninety-eight and Elaine. Um, they have a quick gre- greeting, but they notice Min's crying. So Min kind of hurries them out of sight. They're t- talking about Gwen and Ed. What's going on there? Thoughts well, about the initial meeting, the opening scene. Min, Min is super smart. I mean, she reads situations very quickly, and it's odd because, like, you know, she doesn't have the powers like uh, all these other ladies, but she, her, her wit is going to help out quite a bit. Um, she knows enough about Nynaeve to know that she can't just run out and say, oh, my gosh, Egwene's getting tortured right now as we speak, because what's Nynaeve going to do? She's going to explode, go in there, and, you know, probably all of them get caught eventually. So, you know... Nynaeve says, do you know where Egwene is? Is she in one of those buildings? Is she all right? And Min hesitates a little bit and says, she's as well as can be expected. Uh, even though seconds before we knew that Min was just losing her shit because Egwene was getting tortured. There's nothing she could do about it. Right. So one of the few moments in this book so far, I have agreed with somebody's decision to withhold the truth. Yeah. Well, I mean, the worst thing is for Naive to go charging in and get caught too, and then now Min has to deal with all of them, both Equine and Elaine and Naive, all being caught. Right. And, yeah. Agreed. 
She doesn't like she her her excitement does get her for a minute, but you're right. She was quick on her toes because she's just like, oh my god, it's dangerous for you to be here. Lights, it's dangerous for you to be in Fallon. Oh my goodness, there's diamond diamond everywhere. You do know what those are, right? Like you do know the type of danger you're in. Like we can't let them see you. Like you're right. She goes down her rabbit trail, but she always comes out to being like productive in some manner. Yeah. And I agree with your statement, like her slight manipulation there was for the better of the common good. And she's like, she just prays and hopes that she's no longer being beaten anymore. But we know how stubborn Egwene has become or is in general. So probably not, which really sucks. Yep, yep. But and then she goes straight into like I have a way to get us out of here. So she's already got a plan in mind, which is awesome. And then yeah, it gets the plan in mind. So she tells about the ship captain. <laughs> and that oh, they have a ship. Bowman. Yeah, they have a ship. Yeah. And that they're gonna get out and she says, Yeah, uh but she says, Gwen's gonna go across the ocean in a few days. We gotta make a plan fast. And Elaine makes the comment, I wish Rand was here. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> I figured you guys would want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, man. I read it and just laughed. I was like, really? <laughs> Out of all people. If only she knew what Rand was really capable of. So, like, there's that side of me that's like, well, if she knew what Rand was really capable of, she'd know, like, she has a good thought there. So before they go see the, the, the captain as well, Min does look at them. They see, she sees new images. So Eve has that big ring. And um, Elaine had, was it a forge, a hammer or something? No, it said, so a man's ring of heavy gold floated above Nynaeve's head and above Elaine's a red rod, iron, and an axe. That's what it is. A red rod of iron. hot iron, sorry, and an axe. That makes me think, like, maybe she's going to get it on a parent. Ooh. Like, mm. you know, for Nynaeve, I would just automatically assume that that's alluding to Lan, who hasn't been around in ages. Okay. Because we know that he she has his ring. Why it's just now coming up is beyond me, but maybe Lan's coming back into the scene soon here. That would be nice. We haven't seen Lan or Moraine, and I kind of miss my, my peeps. They yeah. made the book more interesting. Um, True. But like I said, you got a red hot iron and an axe. So that kind of just yells blacksmith to me. And my favorite yep. blacksmith is Mr. Perrin. So maybe Perrin will become like the new king after he has worked with Elaine. It could be tied to how they um, have to break these chains. So maybe there's a special ore that a queen can find and a special way to create this axe and that's how you're able to break i don't know i'm reaching here but that's that's yeah. kind of where my mind started to go so yeah so then um they go to see the sea captain um so good old bill doman it do be bill doman yeah. <laughs> i started to like this guy yeah so uh so they've never met bail before so bill's been you know books a few times so first time we met bail was with matt red and tom so none of these people were there. And the second time was kind of Bill on his own when he got caught by the Shanshin. So these, this, there's, this is some random sea captain to them that's not connected to anything else. <laughs> I just love this. Uh, you know, as a reader, you know, like that he knows other people, but 
So well, see, I, I'm an idiot because like I knew that, but I didn't really think about that while I was reading this. Mm-hmm. That they didn't know who else he knew. Yeah. I was like, how does he keep uh, getting tied up in it? And are they going to discover that he has one of the um, shoot? Well, had 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 track took it from. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, is he going to confirm that for like them, and then they're going to tell Rand about it? Like, is that going to be part of a thing? That comes up. Or... Yeah. Well, that's a storyline that could definitely come together. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like that would have to be a future book because, like, there's hardly enough room left in this one to go down that rabbit hole. Right. Well, I don't. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let me not jinx it. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> so yeah, he says. Uh, you know, they ask him. You know, would you leave? He says, I'd leave today, but yeah, Turk won't let me. Um, he wants me to come give him stories all the time. Like, I'm some gleeman. Um, but uh, once I find out the stories, I'm worried what's going to happen then. Like, is he going to take my head off or is he going to let me go? <laughs> and, you know, they ask him, like, well, could you get out? He's like, I probably could, but, you know, there's all these ships are guarding the harbor too, and they have Demone on them. If I have my own Demone, I might be able to get out. And that's when Nynaeve's like, I got something better for you. And she fishes out her ring. Yeah, she's reaching down in her dress. I was like, what? where are we going with this? <laughs> so it it's almost it, it's funny you say that because like i picture mr doman here as like our han solo he's he's primed and ready to help the resistance but he's not really resistance he just doesn't fucking like anybody telling him what to do he's like this i don't know he's and he's even got his own millennium falcon like he uh, the spray or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a it's a special ship. It's so much better than all the others because you could go in the shallow waters and I don't know. So yeah, like as she's reaching for the ring and everything, I just see him big eye drooling. Like oh, yeah. I mean, if that's how you're gonna pay me, I guess that's uh, oh, oh the ring. Oh yeah, uh, that's yeah. I knew that's what you're getting. <laughs> I mean, she could have just juggled his tiny balls. Mm-hmm. She is a nice today. Yeah, um, yeah. D- D- uh, Doman says to put the ring away because um, obviously super nervous about it. And she says, "Well, you have three Aes Sedai in your ship when we leave." And that's when you get the whole story about what happened when he saw another Aes Sedai taken by Shan Chan. So that was really sad because you know Rima was one of the Demane that was taking this other Aes Sedai, and they actually she called out for her. She recognized her. She's like, "Oh, you're one of," and but she. Betrayed her own eyes and eye because she was leashed. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Once you're leashed, there's nothing you could do to fight it. Yeah, yeah. it is kind of pitiful. Again, I, it just again these chapters are so short. There's not a big, a lot of depth to them, but there's a lot of pain to it when you mm-hmm. have people that have to give up their own teammates. You know, mm-hmm. they're going against everything that they know and love and they're giving up their own people like you said I can only imagine what that feels like and in my mind it's probably one of the worst feelings like you know it's one thing to have that physical pain when you disobey but it's another thing to watch somebody that you are supposed to be a compadre with being put through the same torture you are going through because of something you said it did. That sucks. And then I guess the chapter ends with them you know, asking 
Bill Doman, you know, will he agree to sale? And after quick thinking about it, it's like, yeah, if you get the I said on my vote, we'll sell. And then not even Elaine leave the end, leave the end and and go to making a plan on how they're going to rescue their plan. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, c- considering you know my impression of of Doman so far, uh, this was an easy decision for him. Probably his best odds of actually getting out of there. He has the chance of getting on his ship with three Aes Sedai. Uh, and after everything he's witnessed, he knows he doesn't want to stay there. He knows he's at risk at some point if he slips up in these conversations with um, what's his face. Like he could, you know, be imprisoned or killed. So this is it. This is his best chance. He's got to run with it. Any final thoughts from these chapters or anything? You know, a lot of me yeah. thinks that they're not going to actually be successful. Very I've thought of that too. There's, there's all of this talk about how uh, once you're chained, and even we've mentioned it, there's absolutely nothing you could do. Egwene couldn't do anything about it. They talk about these two Aes Sedai that, you know, one was used to capture the other and how horrible that is. So we're, we're made to think, well, no Aes Sedai could break this. But we also know that Nynaeve is uniquely powerful and gifted so what if part of the storyline is she does get caught but she by doing so you know she discovers you know how to break those bonds or something so is that a prediction not easily get caught i don't it's not over 50 percent for me so like i won't put prediction on it but this is one of those things when you when you mentioned that chris like that crossed my mind like they're gonna have this great plan and it's gonna fall apart and they also end up caught yeah, in my oh. mind, I think they're just going to show up a little too late, and she's already going to be gone. So then they're going to have to use Doman it's like, to like track her down. It's like, it's like naive for the accepted test, like where the way disappeared, and like only come watch. She's like, no, what for me? Channels it back. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. She's got some unique powers. So no, so something else that's bugging me. They name one of the Aes Sedai that gets captured, but the other one they don't know who it is. Right. Now, is this one of those things where Jordan just wrote that and he's like, ah, maybe I'll come back to it and he never does? Or is the other one Moraine? And that's why Land's coming because Moraine got captured or something crazy like that. Are we going to find out that this unnamed Aes Sedai is somebody very significant? Mm. No. You know, I had that exact same thought, but I was like, Moraine's too smart for that. She'd never get captured. Yeah, I think so too, but I still think they keep pointing out that they don't know who the other one is, and we know enough with Jordan so far that that's going to come back. So it's it's going to be somebody we know, somebody significant. But all I can think of is Moraine. I mean, I don't know. We shall see. Sure. Any other final thoughts before we go to favorite character? All right, favorite character from these chapters. I mean, for me, it'd be Bale Dolman. Bill Doman. That's a good one. I like Bill Doman. He's definitely the Han Solo of this book so far. And (laughs) I'm liking him more and more. I guess for me, it would be the female version of men. (laughs) She's finally in a skirt. In her skirts. Like dagger carrying, skirt wearing. She sounds like a female pirate. Female pirate. There you go. So we got men and we got. We got men and Bale Dolman. All right. So the next chapters we're going to cover or are chapter 44 is Five Will Ride Forth. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we've heard that term before. If you guys remember, have you ever hearing that? Uh, that phrase? How long ago was that? Three months ago. Yeah. This would have been when Moraine was researching stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that either that or one of the one of Tom's tales, but that kind of rings a bell. Yeah, is that so? That's part of like one of the prophecies, right? Possibly. Sure. <laughs> I'm well, I mean, you guys are you guys have already read that, yeah, that chapter. It's, yeah. uh, I'll read for you guys. Yeah, that is part of the prophecy. Yeah, right. yeah. How do you pronounce the Corinthian cycle? The Corinthian cycle, yes. That has been mentioned. And then chapter 45 is Blade Master. Ooh. Tam is coming back. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. you know. He's going to travel through time, come forward, and pop out of nowhere. He just warps up here and he's like, Pachow. But it's like younger Tam, you know, because he can time travel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, the Corinthian cycle is, I think, uh, that the one that I went back and looked at uh, the chapter. It's five and red fourth, but four return. That's what's in the Corinthian cycle. Um, that's part of the prophecies of the dragon. And then Blade Master, of course, Blade Master. So, thoughts on these chapters? Titles. I mean, obviously, Tam as Blade Master. What do you think about Five of Red Fourth? So we got our. So th- this is going to be the group that goes straight to Falmer. Three Edmund Fielders. Okay. Yep, three Edmund Fielders. Uh, no, he's he's going to stay with Ingtar. You're going to have Loyal because Loyal's going to stay with his Tavirin. Cool. That's right. So who's our number five? Is it Varen? Does she stay with him? Yeah, she's not going to leave Rand's side. That's what I'm thinking. But who doesn't come back? Matt. Maybe this is where Rand finally joins up with Beazelman. Matt finally decides that yeah, maybe. he wants to be something more. He's maybe he gets a hold of the dagger and does something unpredictable with it. Maybe the dagger overtakes him. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. So... How he can be found um, at the Wheel Reads on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those great social media places. I've been told to start using Reddit more. I might. I don't know. Reddit's full of. The, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not going to get into my whole opinion on Reddit. Uh, <laughs> <but> we'll. <laughs> we'll see. I like to read Reddit. I don't like to post on Reddit. So let's leave it at that. <laughs> So I have my reasons. Um, so, uh, yeah, I do like to read Reddit. I just don't. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, uh, the will reads at gmail.com is your email address, uh, www.thewillreads.com. If you don't notice the theme here is our website. Um, you can go ahead and visit that. Go to see our merch there. Um, get links for everything, including links to our Discord server. Great place to hang out. We have over 300 people in the server. Uh, lots and lots of first-time readers um, that are different stages of the books. A uh, great place if you're a first-time reader to come and express your uh, feelings about the book you're on without having fears of being spoiled because we have special roles for you that block things. Um, but yeah, so it's um, 
great, great place to hang out. Just talk to other people about Wheel of Time or just about anything. I mean, we share about share stuff that's not Wheel of Time related to like memes and weather and all sorts of other crap. Um, <laughs> uh, pictures of, of our vacations and yeah, it's, it's good time. So come join. Yeah, come join the Discord. It's good times. And then, of course, if you want to support us, Patreon is a great place to do that. It's at patreon.com slash guess it, guess, guess. Anybody guess? The Will Reads. Yeah, so that's our that's our Patreon. Um, you can go click on there. We'd have six levels. I've reconfigured them. Um, the top two tiers are really, really, really high. And yeah, but you can learn stuff with them. So um, we don't have anybody at those tiers. But if you do, that'd be great. But other tiers get other stuff too. So go ahead and read through those. Pick the tier that fits you. The lowest tier starts at a dollar a month. It's pretty low, and you get to hear us live. You get to hear how horrible we are live recording versus the polished version <laughs> that comes out every week once I edited everything and put everything in. So, um, um, I bet you there's people listening going like, wait, it's worse than this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's like the, 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 we go out sometimes, and then we have miss audio and all sorts of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> We'll get there eventually, but that supports us. It helps with the giveaways. Helps with getting better equipment. I promised myself I actually am going to start buying equipment next month, so I'm not doing a giveaway this month because of that. But Chris, we're going to do a giveaway for merch, so we'll figure. So we something are out. doing a giveaway. I said so we are said? doing a giveaway. Still doing a giveaway. But anyway, so that's about all I got. Anything for you guys? Until next time. Thank you for listening to The Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time.